The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. And I'm Sarah McCluskey. According to a projection from the Associated Press that came in at nearly one in the morning, Glenn Youngkin has been elected Virginia's first Republican governor in almost a decade. He edged out Democrat Terry McAuliffe in a state President Joe Biden won by 10 points. Ben Pavier has more. Thank you. Youngkin is a businessman and first-time candidate who wasn't widely known in Virginia just a year ago. But he drew huge crowds, energized by his calls to give parents more oversight of schools. In his victory speech, he vowed to overhaul Virginia's public education system. We're going to invest in teachers, new facilities, special education. We're going to introduce choice within our public school system. Youngkin's win breaks an 11-year losing streak for the GOP in Virginia's statewide races. It's also a warning sign for national Democrats, who are defending their majorities in Congress in next year's midterm elections. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Republicans are on track to sweep the statewide ticket with Delegate Jason Miares ahead in the race for Attorney General and Winsome Sears leading the race to become the first woman of color to be elected lieutenant governor. With rain jackets zipped up, voters at the North Courthouse Library in Chesterfield County made quick dashes from their cars to cast their ballots yesterday. Issues ranging from the pandemic to the economy were on some of their minds. Voting rights, medication, education, and the mandate for these vaccinations. I think people need to be vaccinated because nobody wants COVID. Nobody wants to have a a family member to die from COVID. I want COVID to go away. Got a haircut about three weeks ago, cost me $16. Got a haircut two days ago and cost me $20. Gas prices, inflation. You just heard from Chesterfield voters Laverne Charity and Richard Putnam. While elections officials say voting went mostly smoothly yesterday, there were a few hiccups. As Patrick Larson reports, some polling places had shortages on ballots which could delay results. Precincts in Chesterfield, Powhatan, Appomattox, and more all ran out of ballots on Election Day. But Elections Commissioner Chris Piper said there's always a backup option, and no one was turned away. Some localities that used emergency ballots will have to count them by hand, which could draw out reporting of results. And delays in early vote counts in places like Fairfax County could make statewide races uncertain for the time being. Any changes in the vote count following election night will be tracked in a change log on the Department of Elections website. Patrick Larson, VPM News. In a referendum vote, Richmonders are deciding whether or not to approve building a resort casino in the city's south side. At last check, around 11 p.m. Tuesday night, with 71 out of 72 precincts polling, more than 39,000 Richmonders said no to building a casino in the city, while over 37,000 said yes to the proposal. VPM's Angie Miles spoke with Richmond City reporter Meg Schifres, who has been covering the referendum, about the potential impacts of the proposed project. 
Meg, for those unfamiliar with the referendum, can you go over what the proposal includes? Sure, yeah. Um, The casino would be owned by Urban One, a multimedia company that operates the nation's largest Black-owned radio and television networks. The company is proposing to build a casino and resort in Southside Richmond. The casino would include thousands of slot machines and hundreds of gaming tables and would be accompanied by a 250-room hotel and about 15 bars and restaurants. It sounds massive. How much money would the city be getting from this deal, Meg, and where would the money be going? If the referendum passes, the city will get $25.5 million up front. Once the development is completed, Urban One will pay the city either $5 million each year or 3% of their annual revenue, whichever is greater. The problem is where that money goes is still up for debate. The proposal does not specify where those funds will go, which Urban One estimates will total $170 million after just five years of operation. Urban One says the development will lead to almost half a billion dollars in direct and indirect revenue for the city over 10 years. But historically, what impact do casinos have on local economies and job markets? Well, proposals of the casinos say it'll revitalize the region of the city that's been neglected for decades. While there is evidence of economic benefits to communities with casinos, those benefits are short-term and relatively small, according to a 2016 study by North Dakota State University. And instead of revitalizing local economies, according to a 1999 congressional study, in general, casinos transform communities by becoming the dominant industry. That was Angie Miles speaking with Richmond City reporter Meg Schifris about the casino referendum. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. This newscast was recorded on Tuesday, November 2nd at 1145 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.